for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, Demonstrations of products and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1 646 558 8656. You will need the meeting ID 848 725 450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good, very, hi, Giles, that's enough of you. A very good Wednesday morning to you in a very cool Florida where it's only a little over 53 or 55 degrees here. It's um, a little, little cooler here this morning, but I really don't need to complain because Dave and Chris have gotten what 18 inches of snow so <laughs> it's not a good thing i'm because we, we will probably be back in the 70s in a day or two so i don't need to really complain at all we Jen, would send you some i know you would we would we would we would share i i know you would and while we're there how are you doing well we're good uh, you know there, it's just been snow Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and it was supposed to stop yesterday morning, and it didn't. Well, let's see. We've got Chris getting up at what four? We got up at three forty-five. Three forty-five this get morning the trash to help down. get the trash. Oh my! So that <laughs> oh, you don't want to do that many days, do you? Mm-mm. 
No. I was going to say, if you and if you miss taking it out, they only come once a week, right? Is right. That, yeah, so that's a problem. I'm right. Here and in the weather, the driveway we... was so bad and it was so windy that... You needed help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we pick up twice here in in Naples, Mondays and Thursdays, so... Yeah, if they were picking up Friday, we might have said, forget it. Forget it. I'm going to stay in the bed where it's warm. So let's go on to Jeffrey Bennett. Well, I think Jeffrey Bennett is a little bit luckier than Chris and Dave, only in the fact that I live in an apartment complex and they do all the work. However, because there are a lot of senior citizens here and they pride themselves on how they keep the grounds, those plows were out in the morning uh, when it was snowing. They, uh, they, they keep those plows going at like 2 in the morning. They were out plowing. So, of course, I, I got woken up by the sound of the plows. You know, when they back up, they deet, deet, oh, you know. Yeah. So, you know so that woke me up. But then again, I realized, hey, if they're doing all that kind of work, how could things be that bad? It could, couldn't be that bad. We got we got about eight inches here in Albany, New York, but it really hit. My sister said she had the plow guy come to her house, and they had 27 inches of snow. And then he finished doing the job, and it, and it drifted up again. It, it was so bad that she has a double garage, and she couldn't open her garage doors. That's how much the snow had drifted up after they had plowed. So she had to call the plow guy back again to work on the getting the snow removed again. So she wasn't happy about that. Somebody got, what did I see the other day, nine feet somewhere? Oh, my word. I can't even imagine. I don't How even... could your roof hold? You'd have to have something special to get it off your roof. Or your roof would have to be peaked, so it would fall off the roof. You know, you can't uh, have a flat roof and nine feet of snow and cave, cave it Ugh. in at some point. I don't know if it's ever snowed here in southwest Florida, so... Thank goodness, 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 goodness. Well, they, they had that snow in the Miami, Florida area at some point occasionally because they've they've got those orange groves in Florida. And I remember in yeah. the sixties, they had freeze warnings and stuff, and they had snow. But that doesn't happen very often where you are. No, there's no snow budget or or nothing like that. Let's see. <laughs> but there's a snow budget where Tim is, right, Tim? Good morning, everyone, and. Uh, we haven't been getting much snow at all, which is fine by me. Um, Sammy, Maggie, I mean. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, don't kill the, don't to, kill the kids, Tim. <laughs> it's supposed to get real cold next week. They're talking 12 below Saturday night, so not looking forward to that. And uh, it's, uh, it's all right. And kind of, actually, I think this uh, Super Bowl is going to be an interesting game. So You think so? Yeah. I, I kinda are, are you I, thinking I, Mr. Brady's going to lead his team to a Super Bowl? Uh, it, it very well could happen. I'm actually kind of rooting for Mr. Kansas Mahomes. City. Yes. <laughs> I want to see somebody new win. So I'm, of course, Brady's not new at it, but it would be interesting if he took a team that they just threw together, you know, built around him and could actually win. Now, realistically, I don't think that's going to happen. But, hey, what I know, you know, I don't think it's going to happen, but you never, never, never know. So we got anybody else? Oh, Jenny. Well, how is everybody this morning? And what? Busy here. We've completed part of a project, one part of it. You've been Still doing... Still wanting to go, been running back and forth, getting supplies. I never realized how much 100 vinyl covers weigh. 
you know, we've, we've been sharing the office and people said, why weren't you? Because Jenny was working in the office and uh, I um, tend not to, um, you know, I don't want to interfere with that. So she's the one making some money right now. So I need to step aside a little bit. So that's what I've been doing just a little bit, but I keep up my end of the deal. So, Well, we try to take turns and be fair and <laughs> give everybody office time. Yeah. Mine is on the air time and hers is doing doing what 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 you got to do. So anything else you've been doing outstanding this week, Jennifer, besides working working in the well, office? Well, when I've, when I've had the chance, I've read a few good books, and we've enjoyed some books together, too, some pretty good books. That book that we read the other day about um, Loretta Lynn talking about Patsy Cline. Oh, yeah, that was a great book. Great book. I would recommend that for anybody. Good reading. I read one on Dolly Parton, and I read a book. The one on Glenn Campbell was good, too. That his wife wrote. Yeah, I read that. Read that. Them, I thought it was cool because it had some of the songs in it. Yeah, that was that was a good book. Um, real good book. They stayed married, and gosh, they were married for how many years did they say? 28, 30? I don't know, 35 years. So um, that was a good book. Highly recommend that book. Um, let's see. We got everybody on the panel now, Jeff? I believe we do. Hold on a second. We got Chris and Dave. Did we, yeah, we, no, we t- did them. Okay, and we got everyone here. So No, but I do have a question. We have a question for, for you, Jeff. Yes. Um, the radio station in um, Arkansas that changed formats oh uh, that's kfmd in fayetteville arkansas okay that's an fm does that serve little rock as well i'm not that familiar with arkansas but i'm assuming that's close i think it's pretty weak in little rock but they went from classic hits to uh, um hot adult contemporary okay i put it in the radio news so if you hear if you hear the radio news tomorrow morning afternoon evening i should say you'll you'll hear that you'll uh, hear that all right thanks also you will You'll hear all of Jeff's features, and one of mine, I just found it this morning, is uh, we're not trying to tear into the Sports Lounge Live folks, but it doesn't seem to find a niche on there. But it's sports on Armed Forces Radio and some play-by-play from 1972. Now, we all know what happened in 1972 in sports, the Munich Olympics and things like that in 1972. So uh, a lot of us used to listen to sports with the Armed Forces Radio. So we have a lot of good memories of that. So that'll be on tomorrow night. Oh, backing back there, Jennifer, before we go on any further, and maybe Chris and Dave will remember the name of this. I, I sent it to him. But we needed a pair of scales for here in Florida. And I really did some shopping for these scales. They're a lightweight pair of scales. They're real wide and they're easy to get on. And you don't have to put your foot on and say waiting and ready for it to tell you ready. You just just step right on and it's ready to go and pretty easy to get on. 
and it, he has a very clear English voice. But I guess. Bill, I think those were just called talking sta- scales. They were sold by a company called Medical Supply. Right. And they were a little more than most of the scales there, but but they're really, really accurate. You can get off four and five times and go back on, and they don't fluctuate around in the weight. So when Jennifer likes the scales, because she hates scales, right, Jennifer? I do. I usually don't like bathroom scales. But I like these because, well, for one thing, it's a woman's voice, and it's it's an American English voice. It's an American voice. And so the numbers and things that she says are clear, and it's not so loud that the whole household has to hear what you weigh, but you can hear it. Yeah. So pretty good. Pretty good. And they're very easy to get on and they don't jiggle and jump around and that kind of stuff. So we now have scales. So I don't think you can really do a demo on them, but I had to. I'm not going to. You can if you want to. Okay, Bill, they're called Detecto. Detecto. Yes. Detecto, Detecto Slim. Detecto Slim, because they're, mm-hmm. they're, Jenny goes, they almost look like an iPad, but they're very, 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 very good. So I would, you know, if you ever get in the market for some scales, a little more pricey than some of the ones from, of course, these are probably made in one part of China, and the other ones are made in another part, but they're very, very, very good. I, and did you get them at Amazon? Yes. Okay. But I read reviews, and this one consistently got a five review. You know, I I kept reading reviews, and and reviews can be very, you know, you never know. Hours but, are supposed to be here today or tomorrow, so I looked it up in the orders. Yeah. So you got it, and... They're, they're pretty good little scales, so... And we'll be demoing them, but not with me. Maybe we'll do the cat or something. <laughs> B- Big Dave doesn't mind. He's skinny. <laughs> Sorry. Big Dave. All right, let's go to the phone lines and... All right, but Joe, can you unmute yourself, Joe, out in Albuquerque? Okay, good morning. 45 degrees here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. No snow! Thank the Lord. Yesterday at my iPhone, I was listening to WFMT in Chicago, and oh my, that Arctic blast. I guess we might get the tail end of it maybe around later on tonight or tomorrow, but not that much snow, not not here. Well, you don't, you don't get a lot of snow in Albuquerque, Joe. It's kind of dry in your neck of the woods, if I'm not mistaken, because I've been to Albuquerque before. Yes, in 68, yep. Jeff? Something like that. Oh. 1968. Was yeah. the, you're right. That's when I took that cross-country trip from New York to California and back. Right. So, yeah, 1968 when you took that one. So, anything else going on, Joe? No, that's about that's about it right now. All right. Well, who needs to be raising there? Or who needs to start unmuting, All Jeff? right. I think Gail, group, Gail is next out in Minnesota. Go ahead, Gail. Hi, everybody. I am so glad to be home from my little adventure and um as far as uh everything goes i'm doing well uh i have a wonderful pca she is a jewel so everything is going very very well for me right now 
few minor things with medications and stuff, but I'll get used to it. But otherwise, oh, sorry, Bill, I didn't send you the email. I'll have to do that. But anyway, On everything what? is going oh, well. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you'll get a hold of me. We'll work it out. Everything is going well. I, I, I'm getting used to things. So uh, as long as things are working out, that's, that's all that the main thing. Is in- Say one little prayer for me, though. They have to check. I have to go for a blood test today. They have to check my platelets, you know, to see what they can do to get the platelets up. Otherwise, like I said, I am doing fantabulous. Well, you <laughs> want to get that diabetes under control. Well, That's, the diabetes is fine. I mean, the the um, sugar, you know, the those things are fine. In good. The, the sugar and that kind of thing, but it's the it's the platelet thing. That, I had to get mine done too. I had to take all those tests, and and for the past several months, I've been taking vitamin B six, vitamin D, and now maybe they'll say some iron. So they're finally getting me up to snuff. I think so. And, and like I said, I have a wonderful PCA, and she she and I have been working things out, and I've learned a lot from her, too, just from her help. Good. I'm glad you got somebody to to help you out and do those things. I think, tell you the truth, all of us can use somebody's help from time to time. That reminds me, I got something in the mail, I think, and... I don't know how you guys handle this, but you get, um, like, I've, I've got to go to get a heart scan done on Monday. I've got a heart murmur, and they want to make you check it every so many years. And they send you these forms to sign and fill out. Well, there's nobody here to help. So what do you do in that, that type of circumstance? That's, that's a good question. I would call them. And just make them aware that you can come a little early if you need to, but they're going to need to have somebody to fill them out. I would work it that way. Yeah, I think basically, what would you do, Jeff? I would do the same thing that Chris suggested. I, that's what I would do. I agree. By the way, when I was, I was just got a call from the sister. You know who I'm talking about. The, the sister called while while you guys were there for a second. And for those who live uh, in New York, or at least all over the place, uh, the pharmacies are now going to get the vaccine for the COVID virus vaccine. So she just told me that Walgreens is one of them, and there's, there are two Walgreens that I can go to very easily. So that's And they're going to be opening up for appointments at the Walgreens Pharmacy starting next week. Well, that will be good because I will go there and go there and get that. Is there a way to do it online, Bill? Do they have an online registration or anything when you can go fill them out online? They should start having that pretty soon online Walgreens to where we can. We'll I mean, for your forms, you got to fill out. No, I've, I haven't saw that. I mean, I just saw the envelope yesterday. So I don't know. Um, in, in my experience is with a lot of them, these some of these websites aren't created equally. And as hard as you try, they don't always, you know. Well, the only thing I was thinking is if they have an online, if you can do it online, then Ira can help you do that. Yeah. We had a big problem in New York State. What happened with the New York State Department of Health, which is doing the registration for this stuff, you'd get to make the appointment, you'd pull all the information in, 
you get to fill out, everything works fine, and you click submit, and you get this SQL server error. Oh, which means yeah. the website has been overloaded to the point where it can't handle any more traffic, and you lose your appointment. You lose everything you put in. That's not fun. So. No, no, it's not fun. And it's, it's it, Tim, you were going to say something, I thought? Was that Tim? Well, I, I guess mostly, uh, you know, uh, I've done it online with my, they have a, what do they call it, medical portal or whatever. Right. With my clinic, and, and it, it works pretty well. It's it's a little awkward to use, but better than it used to be. <laughs> no, it, you're, you're right. It is getting most definitely getting more accessible i know the millenniums physicians whatever at least you can get in there and pay the bill and check your records and you know that that part is is getting getting much better and we do acknowledge your hands um it is it is getting better i know I went from one doctor in Indiana and had been going there for three, four, five years. Nice guy, but never checked any of this stuff. And Jennifer maybe says it's overkill, but I don't know. To check your blood and get your vitamins up and get your stuff and and get you on the right levels. I don't know. She says it's overkill. But I, at least I feel better. I don't have cramps in my legs anymore and none of that problem so if something worked all right jeff you want to go all to right let's go to you bill out in the uh, out in illinois and then we'll have beth moline after bill and i uh, meet yourself bill please yeah i'm here uh after my shoveling of uh month sunday and monday of 15 inches of snow and then monday we spent all day shoveling my daughter's oh. car out so she could go away yes she said to a client and it's going to be in the 30s here today, but tomorrow we're supposed to get freezing rain, sleet, snow, temperature going to drop. Sunday morning, they say, over Saturday night, Sunday morning, we may get to a low of 25 below and a high of one above on Sunday. And that sounds just lovely. And, oh, and I love it, Bill. In the same temperature all next week. We won't get a relief until probably... Oh, I don't know, next Saturday or sometime or something. So we may get back up into the low 30s. Okay, we're, I won't complain in, about 64 anymore. Yeah, we're, we're oh, in yeah. the freeze right now. So. But you're from, you're from Chicago. You should be used to this stuff. You've, you've oh, yeah, cold it weather it before. It it yeah, it doesn't bother me. I, I was I mean, just I, thinking I to, they should be playing the Super Bowl in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. right. And, and then Super Bowl, I heard on this morning, they've got a slight problem. And one of the sports guys this morning on WGN was saying, they have a slight problem. They got a couple of their players that got the COVID. A couple of players was it on Kansas City? I think maybe. Yeah, it's one of the teams that got been tested positive. So who knows? It may not even go on. No, it's going to go on. Uh, yeah, I think. But it's not as much money in advertising this year, Bill. So you're not going to see all the flat as many flashy oh, no, ads. And- Bud, yeah, because Budweiser canceled out, Pepsi canceled out, Coke. All the big names canceled out of the Super Bowl. None of those big names, the Budweiser horses won't be there. None of that stuff is is planned because I know I was hearing one guy talk about that the network is really worried because if they don't get the money, they could pull the plug at the last minute. Well, they've got. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Be to be upset. Well, I, d- I doubt it. But they said they said they could. But you know, yeah. because if they haven't got the money to, p- to put it on, I mean, if they lose, 
big money. Well, they've got twenty five thousand people. Start on time this year, they said. Yeah, because they got the first game is scheduled April first here. I forget the Sox or the Cubs, one of the two, but I know the April first is the first game here, depending on the weather and probably and everything else. But but did you? I thought you might be at the Super Bowl, uh, Jeff. I made eighteen thousand dollar ticket. Didn't you get two tickets for you and your daughter or something? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Sony. If it was martial that. arts, my daughter Brenna is, is thirteen and a half, and if there was a martial arts presentation of some sort, because she's into that into taekwondo, she would oh, definitely yeah, go over okay. that. But the, she doesn't like football; she likes martial arts. That's that's all oh, I can okay. tell you. <laughs> and, all right, thank you, Bill. Okay. All right, Beth Moline, you're next, and then we'll have Pam Pam Francis. Okay. Okay, am I unmuted now? You are unmuted. You Go ahead, Beth. Okay. Um, well, I was going to let you all know that last week I had the COVID, my first COVID shot. And I'm so glad that it went as well as it did. And, I had, and, and it was good because we had the, Moder- the Moderna. I almost couldn't say it right. <laughs> and that's the one I was told would be the better one to get. So I'm not real sure when we're supposed to be getting the second one of those, but I do know that it'll be happening. That's a wonderful thing. It really feels good. I mean, I did have an ache in my left arm right where the needle was. I had an ache for several days, maybe three, four days, but now that ache has pretty much gone bye-bye. So I'm happy to tell you that as well. Well, they're still giving... Still doing the COVID testing here yet, and I'm sure that'll be until after we get the, well, sometime after we get the next part of the vaccine. So when we get, they'll they'll let us know that when the testing is all done and over with. Well, that's going to be part of our topic after we discuss something with Pam, something, one of the observations I made from yesterday. So stand by for that in a minute. It is related right. to COVID too. Great. Thank you, Beth. Come back right during the show if you come up with something else. Thank you. Okay, and Pam Francis, you're next. Yeah, Bill, I just wanted to ask you, does your doctor's office participate in the MyChart app? Uh, If they do, you can download that app and get fill out your paperwork through there. That's a really accessible app. Yeah, I'll I'll take a look at that. I don't know. I know they've got a website. I know they got a portal, and I'll. Pro- but this this testing came from a diagnostic center. I have to go down near the hospital next Monday morning, so I'm not sure they would be connected with the doctor's office. They have to take some kind of image. I don't know what it is. Well, I I just thought I didn't know if you knew about that app or not. No, that's a good that's a good resource to have, Pam. All right, good deal. Good. Thank you so much. All right, thank you, Pam. One of the problems that blind people may have is we have a place called Bender Labs where you where if you, if they do blood work that you got to go there, but there's no receptionist to help you out there. When you get there, you got to use an iPad that they have there to check in and do all that stuff. And if you can't see, the iPad is locked down, so you can't make a talk, you can't do anything with it. And my ex-wife Kristen was the one that told, said, you know, if you if you're visually impaired, what are you going to do if you go to Bender Labs and you don't have anyone to take well, you there? We're going to we're going to f- find out next week, and I'm sure I'll have adventures. You know, yesterday I was listening to the radio. We we get up and have our cup of coffee, and and I don't really care about your politics in this, but 
I listen to the radio. We listen to the fan, uh, 1070, the fan, the, the sports show in the morning. And the guys were talking back and forth. And the guy was talking about he had went out someplace and he wears his mask. And the other host, who's gotten in trouble last year because he was making insensitive comments about uh, minority communities and the police and whatever, and he was suspended for a week. But then he went on a rant yesterday about people wearing masks and how stupid it is to wear a mask, and it's been proven that it's a fraud and this, that, and the other. And the other host at least had enough sense to say, hey, we're stopping this right now. We're going to go to the commercial and come back and get back to sports. Do you think, even though he's entitled to his opinion, and I respect that, but there's hundreds of thousands of people out there do you, in this time of crisis, when we're being urged to wear our masks to to get into certain places and things, that announcers should use their influence to tell people it's it's a waste of time? It's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword because you get people who say, but he has the right to his freedom of speech. But does that freedom of speech... Trump, pardon that word, but does that freedom of speech overwrite the safety of the, of the general public? And I think that's the question that has to be answered. And I think that he doesn't have the right to do that, especially when we're telling people that they have to wear masks. That's my opinion. I don't he think so have. either, because he has freedom of speech all right, but if he has a public forum, he has actually more freedom of speech than somebody else. He has the right to say that he thinks it's stupid, like he said. But what I disagreed with him was when he started saying, well, there's really no scientific evidence that proves that this is effective. When you start, when you get to the point that you're misinforming people with you, your you, opinion, you, then I... You hit the nail on the head, Jennifer, because there is scientific proof, which does say that the masks do help and that the masks prevent the particles uh, that get into the air from, from, uh, from you breathing those in which would cause you to, to get the virus. And that, that's that been proven over and over again. Now, so you're right about I mean, that. We all get tired of wearing the mask, but I can't imagine not wearing one until this crisis abates. And I, I think the guy was wise to just basically cut him off, say, this is it. No. Now, the guy that cut him off was his boss. And I think the guy was on thin ice. Because he was suspended last year for a week for making insensitive comments about minorities and 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 those types of things, and I don't. Though I respect him and his right to to express his opinion, but just not to give out false information. Anybody else? Have we have any... a raised hand from Gail out in okay. Minnesota. Go ahead, Gail. Can you unmute yourself, please? I I just feel like I just feel like uh, if it's the way it is now, just accept the way it is and go down the road. Someday we're not going to have this problem anymore. Just accept the way it is now, and you know, being being rude about it and mean about it is not going to change the way things are. No, I you mean, got a point, Gail. 
And, and there were a lot of other implications here. I don't want to go into it all because, you know, because, uh, you know, does do I as an employee have a right to say to you, uh, if, unless you get the vaccination for the virus, you're not working for my company. I mean, there are so many implications that you're going to see court rulings on in the future that that it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And the other thing is uh, this virus will be with us for a long, long time. It's not just going to go away just because someone takes the vaccine, because as the mutations hit, uh, uh, I suspect that the virus is going to have a, a, a booster shot to it every year, like you take the flu shot every year. There's going to be some sort of shot that you'll probably have to get for this virus. You, it won't be as bad because if, if everyone gets vaccinated, you'll be able to go to your doctor's office and get it much more easily. But it's not going to go away tomorrow. It's going to be with us for a long, long time. Long time. That's just That's my right. opinion. Yes. Thank you, Biel. Thank you. And let's go to... Oh, sorry. Beth, go ahead, Bill. I think is it Beth? It's Beth Moline. Would you have unmute yourself, please? Okay, I'm unmuted now? Yes, yes you sure. are. Okay. Well, I want to say I... I've heard people say, I have a right to say this. I have a right to say that. And you know, I was talking to my sister about that a few years back. And because someone always felt like they had every right to say, use God's name in vain. And, and my sister was so calm about it when she told me, they may have a right to say it. They may think they have a right to say it, but you have a right to not want to listen to it. Right. And. and- I just love how she put that, and I like how Gail put it this morning, too. I, I, I will respect the person's opinion, but at the same time, it shouldn't have to be, people shouldn't have to be so rude, and especially knowing it would make me want to remember what, if it, if it had been me, it would make me want to remember what I did last year so I don't do it again. Well, it's like, do we have a right to get on here, Jeff and I, or Dave and Chris, and say, well, this particular phone app, if you use it, you can cross any street and you don't have to pay attention or whatever the case may be and put you in harm's way. So, no, we don't. We have to be responsible. And just because you may disagree with a politic doesn't mean that you have the right to urge others to be unresponsible i like that you know we we don't have that right to do that i mean you know we have a controversy here in florida right wonder why we would have a controversy here in florida we we have a we have a lady who gave a ton of money to um the committee who were putting on this um, demonstration, for a lack of a better word, on the 6th of January in um, in Washington, D.C., which resulted in you know what happened. Well, this lady happens to be or inherited or is on the board or had some connection with the public's markets. And so people are saying now, we as Patriot, we need to boycott this, these public markets because I guess she gave over $300,000. And I'm saying alleged, you know, this is what you read. But, um, and of course, Publix is trying to back. But this lady had also given to the governor who had then turned around and gave the 
contract for the vaccine distribution to the public's markets all throughout the state to you know to provide the shots never mind you that Publix is not in all communities and some of the underserved communities cannot get access to the vaccine so i'm so glad that the drug stores are and the pharmacies because they usually there's usually a cvs or a walgreens in most places I heard, too, that Rite Aid was going to eventually be doing this. Right. So They that, all are, Chris. Um, all well, our, our pharmacy's supposed to, Thompson's, but I checked last night. They're not expecting to do it till at least April. And so your small pharmacy, Thompson's, nobody's heard of them. I mean, what, what I mean is they're big in your community, but... Probably your bigger chains will probably get first access, I would think. Oh, I know. It's just that they were on the health department's map for getting vaccines, but apparently that's not going to happen. Right. It, 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 it's going to, you know, to be a thing. And so it's, it's terrible that people have to play politics with these shots and the distribution and who gets the contract and... The one thing I wish, I wish that Pennsylvania had a registration system, and we do not. Yeah. I'm, How does it work in Pennsylvania, Chris? Well, you're, they they have a plan. They have the groups in priorities, of course. And when it's your group's turn, you kind of just have to go on the website and hunt it down. And hunt it down. And, and I don't and like that. I, I don't like I, I can use the web with the best of them. But what if I couldn't? Well, not all websites are created equal either. No, they're not. It certainly aren't. I, they, I, I've had experience with that. Um, it's not just the health department's website. That one's fine. I, there's no problem. But it's they they ship you off to these other links for other pharmacies, and you have to make the appointment with the pharmacy. Well, you know that for the chains that might work well, but it's kind of hit or miss sometimes. I mean, I, I'm wondering, and I, 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 I'm not trying to get into controversy here, but I, why, I, you know, I know there are plenty of blind people who don't know how to use computers, and even if they do, there are, there are people who are, are not as computer. Why hasn't the NFB or the ACB, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying both, haven't, why haven't they advocated for some sort of help for people who are visually impaired to, to get these vaccines to, to make sure that we're not left out of, the, out of the loop? I mean, my sister asked me the same question a few days ago, and I couldn't answer the question. I'm not, I'm not you know, I'm not berating these organizations, but where where are they when this stuff is really important? Sorry. No, I, I think you're spot on. That is, I mean, that's what we're dealing with right now. That's what we're dealing with right now is getting people these shots, the people that need them, that might be the most at risk. Um, whether it be our community or a minority community or, you know, a senior citizen community, somebody. I, I did see something on the news the other day where they're going to be here. They're going to be starting to try to get uh, something together where they'll go out to, like, senior citizens who cannot get get 
to are unable to get to a pharmacy or something to get the shot that they'll come and give it to them. Right. They're, I mean, you know, if if people didn't have somebody to take them or to to do those things, and that's, you know, th- that's good news about Gail having, you know, an assistant to help her out. Well, and it's just like, you know, some people, even if you can take Lyft or Uber to get there, then you got to stand in line, and some people can't stand there for two or three hours and wait in line. Well, that's part of it, too. Um, You know, it's part of it, too, and this is something I'm going to talk to the phone carrier about, and, and why this is, I don't know, but... When I've come back down, the Verizon has really dipped down here. When I was at the drugstore trying to get directions out for Myra, the signal kept dropping. Well, I've supposedly got one of these 5G um, whatever. Well, 5G, no G was working. And I'm trying to get instruct on how to get out of the the you know, out of the out of the building, you know, to try to get out of the drugstore so I can get in and get a ride home. So it it can be a real problem by the time he kept fooling around trying to get Ira to get connected back, a coster, I don't even know who he was, came up and said, I'll help you out. So and it's not that you can't get out on your own. There's just so many displays and all they've got flowers out and garden stuff and all kinds of things that were blocking your path. That's like trying to get through the Cracker Barrel store. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. but I, I can't go to the Cracker Barrel store without going to the gift shop and buying my favorite stuff, Chris. That's part of the problem. You know, who we haven't heard weigh in on any of these things. I haven't seen a Gary or a Fran sighting today. Well, they're here. Uh, At least they, I think they are. Gary, we need you to I speak up. We need you to and speak I, up. I am here and just listening to this discussion. And I think, Jeff, what you said a minute ago, why aren't the organization saying something was just spot on? I couldn't agree more. And we have this divide, especially in the blind community, where there are a lot of people who don't have technology. Some don't think they can use it. They don't think they can learn it. Some just don't want to deal with it. And some, some can't afford it. Can't afford it. Many can't well, afford it. Right, just can't afford it. Uh, and uh, so I really am concerned about that uh, because, you know, we are medically, we have a lot of issues as far as uh, accessibility goes. And you know, getting forms filled out and stuff. Now, luckily, where my doctor is, they know me. I've been there long enough to know that they have to fill out forms for me. Right, they, they want them filled out. But I haven't had to go anywhere for any tests or anything recently. But, you know, uh, but it's just so, frust- it can be so frustrating to deal with all this. Yeah. It is frustrating, Gary, because um, I have a doctor. One of the reasons, one of the reasons I left my do- when my doctor retired. One of the reasons I took this particular doctor is because when I have to go for blood work and stuff, the lab they they do the they do the lab work, or they you know they take the shots and take the blood from me and they send it out to the lab. I don't have to go to. I don't want to make trips to two or three different trips to go here, there, and everywhere. I want to get it done in one place, and that's what. Yeah, 
that's what mine well. is too. Right. They they do the blood work there and other tests there. So I guess um, it's tests they couldn't get in where we were at. I don't know. But they don't do blood work anymore where we are. We have to go to the lab. They used to. No, that we have a lab where we go, but they have a lab in the building. Oh, we have a lab in the building, but getting from one place to the other is a major ordeal because it's huge. Make them take me. <laughs> do you? Well, take me over there. They'll do We've it. actually had them do that once or twice. Oh, don't hesitate to ask for assistance. Ask to take me. They know where they're going. I don't. So I'm just going to just ask them, would you mind taking me there? Thank you. And do you ever notice sometimes when they want to take you, they want to shove you? you got to say. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's always an education process. Yeah, you got to say. They, hey, they uh, put their hands on you and drive you like a car. Yeah. One time when I was visiting, going out to visit Fran, I was in the L.A. bus station, and this guy picked me up, picked my cane up. He was going to guide me by my cane. So he had to, I, I barely, you know, push my heels in. I just let him pull. And finally he got the idea that, you know, I needed. he actually wound up taking my hand and pulling me. But it's better than taking my cane and pulling it. You know, <laughs> it's interesting how people guide you sometimes well you got to be careful at the bus station <laughs> yeah well he was a he was an employee there <laughs> oh, that, that, <laughs> thank you gary but, sure. yeah. <laughs> but it just worries me that i might get an appointment to go take this test but i might not be able to get right in and then i'll have to stand in line and i can't stand there for two or three hours and wait to get in yeah that is that is an issue Hey, Chris, before... Oh, sorry, good. I'm sorry. Know, we'll get to the end in just a second, Jeff, but I used to have a thing that, that pulled up. Do you have um, the phone number that people could call in if they're listening? Oh, to, so if they want to call in and make comments? Yeah. The phone number is 646 and then you'll be asked for the meeting ID, and it's eight four eight seven two five four five zero. And hit the pound key twice. You got it. Got it. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks, Jenny. Uh, uh, who's the next victim, Jen? Alan, uh, can you unmute yourself, please, out in Ontario, California? Hello, guys. I would agree with you uh, with the divide with the. Computer divide and the whole thing. That even if you do get on the website, there's so many forms you have to go through that's not accessible with screen readers. So I would agree with you, Jeff, uh, 100% on the divide. It's very well prevalent. Thank you, Alan. And I, I think Walter, uh, do, oh, yeah, dead, Bill. no, sorry. Yeah, gonna... Walter's in another room. That's fine. Uh, I really do agree with you, Jeff, because the, that kind of thing is uh, one thing that does happen. The the other thing that I, I'm going to say is. The, the the way lately, we've made a lot of advances on the web, but seems like some of these pages aren't as accessible as they used to be. I don't know. Uh, I'm running into problems again with CAPTCHAs because not all places have audio CAPTCHAs like they're supposed to. So a couple of times I've had to call Ira and get them to tell me the numbers. That is unfortunate because and, it's, it's, it's not good, Chris. We might have the same problem. And by the time you get Ira, then the captures went out of date. Yeah, you yeah. have to send me say send me another one or whatever the wording is. 
And what happened to the thing they were doing for a while when they were giving you like like a math problem I or don't something know. like that? Like three plus two or something, yeah. Yeah, I wish they'd do that or ask you where your last address was or some, something, something so anything. that they would know. Or Unfortunately, not ever, and it's not. There's no standard on captures because sometimes you get a capture which, which you don't have to worry about. They'll say if you're not a robot, check this box, and it's done, and it's it, it's all done. But that doesn't right. happen a lot of times. And sometimes you have to do both. You have to check right. the box and do the capture. And I've seen that too. I've seen that too. Or sometimes I don't know about you guys, but it takes a certain kind of speaker to be able to even solve those audio captures. It's not so bad if it's words sometimes. But those letters and numbers with all that garbage they put in the background. Yes. Oh, my Sighted man. people tell me the cap. I'm sorry, Bill. No, you Sighted don't. people tell me that the captures in print are just as bad, though. They're all crooked and faded and weird looking. I mean, I know I understand why they're trying to prevent robots from getting into the website, but sometimes it gets a little bit much. So, Oh, and, and don't even pay money for these programs that say they can solve CAPTCHA. Because we bought those, and they just don't work. Um, or I've never got them to work, and I don't know if... Jeff, have you ever paid money for those? I didn't pay money for it, but there was one that was that did work with Firefox, which was pretty good. And I forgot the name of the company. Do you remember that one? It yeah, was, it uh, went out of business or something. Capture Be yeah. Gone worked Capture it gone. one time yeah. briefly. Right. Now it's called, like Jeff, Money Be Gone. That's it, man. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, it's like, we'll take your credit card and take all the money. because that's, right. and, it, and, you, and if you go to the site that has that Capture Be Gone, it's, they're still selling this thing, and it doesn't work. Yeah. No, it does not work at all. There. That one that was built into Firefox usually worked. What was the name of that? That was the one that we were just talking about that went out of business. That web, um, I can't remember the name of it, Jennifer, but it worked fairly well. It was very good because you could do a bunch of other stuff with that thing for accessibility, but it, it doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't work. Webvism. Webvism, but it's gone, unfortunately. Yeah, you had to get an invitation to it, and it did work. And... But I don't know, and maybe somebody can let us know of something good to solve the caption problem. But it is a real, 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 real problem. Oh, is is Fran? Fran, roll away, but we'll get to her anyway. Okay. Uh, and Bill, you have your hand raised, so go ahead, Bill, unmute yourself. Oh, here, here I am. I okay, just figured Fran. everybody pretty much said what I was going to say. So, um, but one of the things that that really concerns me, you know, even with the COVID test, you have to go somewhere in your car. <clears throat> Nobody's going to drive you. You know, some neighbor is not going to say, okay, I'll drive you for your COVID test. Um, you know, Metro Access won't do it. Um, so when I was talking to my doctor, she said, well, the only thing I can suggest to you is if you're sick, stay at home. <laughs> okay. Um, but I'm kind of nervous now. I'm going to have to get a new doctor, and my regular doctor was used to me. I'm kind of nervous now because I, I understand about these doctors that are nurses that practically carry you or drag you around. Um, one time somebody tried to do that, and I barked at him. <laughs> like the lady on the plane. Yeah, yeah like the lady on the plane. Oh, actually, I was on a bus, but uh, you know, started pulling me, and I went. <laughs> I did that also to somebody one time. There was this when I was in college. There was this lady 
or no, it was a guy. He used to bring me my food, and in, you know, in the cafeteria, and he'd put the tray down and he'd pat me on the head. <laughs> <laughs> and so one day I was just not in the mood to be patted on the head, and he patted me on the head, and I went. <laughs> he never patted me on the head again. Oh, good. Well, did he continue helping out with the cafeteria, though? Yeah, he still helped me, but he never patted me on the head again. <laughs> I already learned that that much. Hey, you know, speaking of dogs, I'll pat you and, and maybe patted me on the head. Yeah, I'll bite him. And maybe you guys would know about this, and I need. I wanted to get this question in before the top. They are maybe Fran. You know, got a a friend of mine and. Her guide and her health is really declining, and she can't use her guide dog anymore. But it's almost ready; it's almost ready to die. It's in real bad health, and there's nobody to take it to the vet. Does the the guide dog school? And I'm not a guide dog person, so I wouldn't know. Will they come and get the dog, or how? When a dog's at the end of life. What do you do in a case like that? I can't answer the question. I've never had a guide dog. I know a friend of mine who does have guide dogs. When she retires her dog, she she somehow keeps in touch with the puppy raiser, and and all the time that that she's had dogs, she's been able to arrange the transportation to the, for the dog to get to the puppy raiser. But that's the only thing I can tell you. I know if they're going to retire, some of the schools will if they're in decent still in good health and they're just retiring that the schools have lists of of people that will take them and they would probably make some kind of arrangements to take the dog but and when they're ready to be put to sleep i am not sure about that i don't know what what they would do in a case like that i just don't know i would think some way or another you're going to have to find a way to get that dog to the vet or get somebody to come and take it to the vet and let... I wouldn't see why you'd want to fly the dog back to New Jersey to see an eye or something like for them for them to put it down. It just wouldn't make good sense, I wouldn't think. If, you know, I think the dog's like 13 or 14 or 15 years old and it's not moving now hardly and... All kinds of no, problems. No, and I think now somebody flies with them. I think somebody comes and gets them and actually flies with them so they can ride in the plane because I don't think they let you put them in the... I don't think they put them in the cargo anymore because they used to lose a lot of animals doing that. I don't even think people fly with animals anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I think they do those little dogs or cats that you can put in a bag or something small, but I don't think they can fly so much anymore well you're listening to the worldwide legend it's just after 10 o'clock here in one southwest florida nine o'clock in some places and do we have any other hands before we i lowered bill's hand because i was not wasn't sure but bill if you want to unmute yourself go ahead i'm sorry about that bill i didn't mean to do that go ahead bill oh okay i'm there yeah, Fran, Fran unmuted the same time I did, so I just let her go ahead and talk. I didn't sing it. Oh. But uh, the subject a while back about the organizations, what Jeff said, I agree with him because they need to push more to get so people can get their vaccinations or whatever they need. And 
because I, I listen to ACB radio now and then. And if you ever listen to that thing, they, they play the same shows over and over and over and over. I've heard so much about that iPhone update stuff. I don't even listen to it anymore and different things. <laughs> and my, my theory is, there's, and also there's another woman on there that she's got this, Lynn Hayden. She's been on there for the last two months. And, I mean, you know, I know her story now by heart if you listen to it. But my theory is, get some people on there that can help people that can do these things. Get a phone number. You can get these six, you can take these six four six numbers and all these other numbers that that Zoom numbers and that. Put a Zoom number out there that people can call in and get help doing this stuff instead of just going out there and rehashing the same conversation over and over and over. I've even complained to ACB about it to the to their head guy. I think it's Jason something now, and I said it's crazy. I mean, get some people on there that I mean, you get tired of hearing the same subject, but and. And I and of course according to my and I forget who it was mentioned my chart, uh, or the Pam or somebody. But I have my chart with my doctors, and it's really great. I mean, they'll, they when you go see the doctor, they send you all your lab reports and everything on my chart to you. Uh, you can fill out all kinds of forms. Like every time you need, you need a form filled out, they send it to me on my chart, and you just go right in there and just fill all the forms out on my chart. And so it's a great app. I mean, it's it's accessible and easy for everyone to use. Well, I, I guess the question is, why aren't all doctors' offices using something like that in this computer age? Well, I don't know. It, it depends, I think, on the doctor's office too, but probably depends on where you're you, at. You can't even. See, I go. I go to. Uh, I go to Northwestern, a big medical complex. Well, yeah. so I met, I met they, they got all that, plus even like all the lab stuff right, right there. And I mean, right. I have no trouble getting around. I mean, just. Well, sure, it depends there. on the network they're all into. Every network now that is, every health network's different. Right, right, right. But, but if you can get into my chart, that's really a good one if you can get that one. I don't know but why I'd ask they do. If they can connect to my chart, right? Yeah, it's good, good thinking. Okay. But you know, like I tell people, like, of course, real quick, Bill, like I tell people when I, because I had to go for a uh, special test here, oh, about a month ago, and I know they limit people that can come into the waiting room with you. Now, my daughter, she drove me down, and of course, I went in, and we went in, of course, she couldn't go in the waiting room, so I walked up to death. Well, of course, I called ahead of time and said, look, I explained to them that visually handicapped, I'll need assistance when I get in there, and if you if there's no one there to help, well, I don't know what you're going to do, but there's going to be holy H if you don't. Because I know the Northwestern. You just got to assert yourself and say, "Hey, call ahead of time. Say, hey, look, I can't do this. You either figure it out or something." So sometimes you got to be a little aggressive. We have a little competition here. There we go. Use finger brand or swipe with two fingers to unlock. You've got to be a little aggressive with people. Accessibility volume set to 65%. We got it, Bill. Thank we you. Got it. All right. Thank you. Um, while I'm going to go get at that message, um, do we have anybody else um, that's no, called we're in? Up right We've now. got somebody that called in on the other feedback line. Well, maybe they did. I don't have it yet, so maybe they don't have it. But but we've got a demo coming up here. Oh, there we finally got it. 
Bill? Yes. This is Debbie in Lafayette. Hey, Debbie. I had something to say about guide dogs. Oh, okay. Go right ahead. Are you on the Zoom line, Debbie? Yes, I am. Well, yes, good. I am. Good. Good. Go right ahead, Debbie. Oh, okay. I didn't know. If, yeah. You know, no, I didn't want no, to interrupt no, you're anyone fine. Else. No, no, you're good. Okay. You were talking about retiring guide dogs. Right. As you know, I know most people don't out there, but I have had five guide dogs from Leader Dogs for the Blind in Michigan. And I, the first dog I had went, when I retired him, he went to live with some people that I knew, and he lived with them for about three years. And my second dog and my fourth dog both got cancer, and I had to have them put to sleep. Um, my, let's see, my, my second and third guide dogs, I'm sorry. My fourth guide dog, I had to retire her quite early. She had some neurological issues, and she went to live with a friend of the lady who was her puppy raiser. My dog now, Ada, I've had her since 2008. She is retired pretty much, and uh, she still does pretty well. She just has some hip issues and can't get in and out of vehicles. And uh, I'm going to keep her till her time comes. And what Leader Dog has always told us, it's, you know, pretty much up to us um, what we do at the end of the dog's life. You know, I'll have the vet, if she has to be put to sleep, I'll have the vet do that. And, uh, you know, I'm just keeping her now till Duh. you know, I want her to be comfortable and happy. And uh, that's pretty much. So I've had several different situations with my guide dogs. I guess this situation, Debbie, is where this person cannot they're at a point in their life where they can't hardly walk or get around or do anything. So the the guide dog wouldn't help them right now anyway, but the guide dog no. can't help them because the guide dog is in real failing health. They can't even Bill, come. Go ahead. Have they checked with the vet to see? There are, yeah. I mean, like, I know we have people who will come, or a person who will come and take your dog to the vet for you, and you can either go with them or not. It's up to you. But it's just a very small business kind of service thing. Yeah. And well, my vet is the one who told us about it, actually. I guess well, it's... if you have a vet that you use, maybe if they well familiar with your situation, maybe they would just come and do it. I know our friend Patsy over in Springfield's got that situation, but I'm not sure that... Jeannie's got that situation, and her situation is she's she is really struggling just to get around herself. If I mean she can't, but her vet might know somebody. I think she's called the vet. I'd check with the vet. And they said they got vets that will go out and do that. Tim, if you're on the line, can you check the request box? I got a. Did you get that? I will let you all. No, no, you don't have to. But you don't. (laughs) You don't. I will in a second here, Bill. But no, Debbie, we're just glad to have you on. (laughs) I've never tried this before, and I thought, oh, what the heck? By the way, I got just got scheduled this morning to get my coronavirus vaccine. Did you? How did you do it? I called the two one one number. Oh, I've heard of other people calling two one one. And 
and they said I could, they sent me a thing where I could register online, but I think to be on the safe side and make sure it's done properly, I'm going to register when I get there. Put up the registration, you know, do all the other stuff I got to do. Have them fill it out. That's what they're there for. And so, yeah, you know, there's a lot of components involved with this, Debbie. It's A, can you get transportation there? B, can they help you with the forms when you get there? It it is a real struggle. I mean, I'm yeah, not, I know. I'm not trying to paint a picture of woe is woe is woe. I'm just trying to say how it is. It's not always so easy. Not everybody can put in the be be put in the same box. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, it's real close to my house. I'm gonna get the access bus there. So, and, uh, and I'm gonna. I think I may call IU Health Arnett and let them know, you know, that I'm coming. I'm going to need some help with the forms. So where are they doing it at, Debbie? Do they do it at a... IU, IU Health Arnett, which is very close to where I live. Oh. Probably not even like maybe a mile, if, if that. But 211, I've never thought of that resource before. Is that nationwide or just I Indiana? I don't know. I know they have it here in Indiana. I don't know if it's nationwide or not, but... Those of the those of us who are in Indiana can call that. I believe Pennsylvania has it, and Debbie, I'm glad you mentioned that because I hadn't thought about that. That's a good good. See now, Debbie, there was a good reason you came on. (laughs) Yes, there was. I guess. And And, uh, Debbie, you gave me so much encouragement. Was it yesterday when you made some requests (laughs) because you hadn't heard me, and I thought I I get so much missing if if I can't be there to to being on the air and encouraged like hmm, someone really cares if I'm on the air or not. And <laughs> thank you so much. That is well that well, is Well I'm sorry to be taking away his on air time, but <laughs> Well she's got to do I but, enjoy having him off the air a few little bit there more. There you go. I think that's cool. <laughs> but well listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna kay. get off of here and let all the others have a turn so <laughs> All right. Thank you, Debbie. You guys have And Bill that Seems to be requests for me. So, oh, was it the nine nine one number? Yeah, I don't understand why it shows up that way. It's, it shows um, up as a nine. Yeah, it's it's Linda from Raleigh. So, oh, <laughs> all right. Well, we don't want to deny. Um, we don't want to deny Tim's request. So no, yeah, no. no, no, no. I saw two of them. I hadn't even planned on doing a show yesterday, Tim. And so I figured, well, any help I can flank and give you and get some listeners in, you wouldn't care. So, but anyway, I guess it's almost time for that demo. Do we have any other callers before? uh, Do we have any other callers? Nope. Well, let's see. We're going to do a demo on... Oh, you're going to do a call on the ratchet. It's a good thing you're doing this demo because Jackie Miller asked me last night what a ratchet was. So <laughs> maybe you can tell what a what a ratchet is and you'll be able to... Yeah, this is pretty cool. It, it, it is a... Uh, you know me and cordless tools, but... You know, it's a it's a really good device for tightening and loosening bolts, and without having to have a whole lot of wrist twisting going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
And this is approximately how long? We'll be back in time for you. 29 minutes. All right. Here we go. Good morning, everyone. It's time now for another exciting demo. Well, today we are going to be tightening bolts. <laughs> and um, for this Christmas, was part of his Christmas, yes. For Christmas, I got a cordless rechargeable ratchet made by Milwaukee. And uh, I thought that uh, those of you that use ratchets and wrenches and all that kind of stuff might really appreciate this because this baby's got a lot of power and I'm, I'm kind of stuck on Milwaukee tools because for me, I've always had really good luck with them and they always work. And um, I've got all kinds of Milwaukee tools and I'm, I'm really pleased with them. So I think the first thing I'll do is have Chris give you some information. This is a Milwaukee M, as in Mary, 12. 12-volt lithium-ion cordless 3-8-inch and 1-quarter-inch ratchet kit, two-tool with battery and charger and bag. Its model is 2457-21-2456-20. That's long. The internet number is 3131 Three six two two four. It is this particular one we got from Home Depot. There are others, but this combination of items is exclusive to Home Depot, at least right now. It's two hundred eighty nine dollars. You you do get free shipping. If you would like to order it, you can go to HomeDepot.com and put in. Probably you could put in the model number. I put in Milwaukee Cordless Ratchet and just picked it out. It does say kit on it. Or the National Home Depot number is 800-466-3337. That's 800-466-3337. Okay, now we have a little bit of the information about this product. Um, I'm going to estimate this. Uh, well, well, first, what I'll do is talk about this unit comes in a case. It's a uh, pretty nice case. It's a really nice case. It's got a handle on it, and um, it, it's kind of like a cloth on the outside of it. It calls itself a bag, but it's really more than a bag because it's got some shape and form to it. Right. And it's got a zipper on, uh, on the front of it and has some raised writing, print writing on the top of it. <laughs> I believe and, it says Milwaukee. And it, it, you know, it's kind of a sort of design, design print. I don't know. But anyway, um, when you unzip this case... And you look inside the case, in the lid, as you fold the lid back after you unzip it, there's a compartment in the top, in, in the lid itself with a zipper on it, and you can put different things in there. Well, of course, the uh, instructions, print instructions are in there. 
and um, I have what what's called a reducer in there to drop the size of the ratchet to accept smaller sockets. So, and then down in the case, running a, uh, if you have the lid open away from you, which you normally would, and you, and you go inside the case uh, and put your hands towards the back of the case, you'll find the ratchet. And you take and the ratchet has some velcro on it that you can take off. That holds the ratchet in the case so it doesn't bang around in the case. Because the ratchet weighs about almost three pounds. And so it's very well built. That's with the battery. Yeah, with the with the battery in it. And it has a detachable battery because um that that comes with it. When you get it, the battery is already in it. Now, right now, I have the battery out. But, uh, and then there is a, well, as I said, you have the battery, and then there is a charger um, that comes with it. So, when you want to charge the battery, you want to take it out of the uh out of the unit and then put it on the uh, charger that comes with it. Like a lot of the power tool chargers. And once you uh, you should charge it as soon as you get it because it does have a little bit of a charge in it but you need, really need to charge it up. It holds a charge really, really well. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> so, so we've got everything that's in the case the charger has Belco going around it too, and then of course it's got a power cord, and it's got a Velcro that's connected to the case too to hold that in place. And there's a another extra um, flexible holder. If you have an extra battery, you can put it in there. Some of them do come with extra batteries. This one did not, but the extra the extra tool was more important to him because he has a Milwaukee battery for some other things that they're interchangeable if you you know get the right voltage. Right, because I have the auto nailer from Milwaukee, and um, I put that in this case for an extra battery because it's it's the, the same battery so if I need the auto nailer I'll just take it out of this case and put it in my auto nailer so anyway <clears throat> I have this ratchet in my hand and the first thing I need to do is find my battery which I have it in the battery it's kind of really weird shape and it's kind of really hard to explain um, if you have the battery in your hand, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of weird shaped. Uh, on, I have the battery turned so that there is like a little, a little uh, tiny thing that sticks out to my left on the one end of the battery. The back end of the battery is sort of it's, it's round at the bottom and and it comes to like a triangle at the top so it's it's uh, comes up to something that would resemble a point to the top 
and um, there is if, if you look at this battery the way I'm holding it down underneath the bat underneath the, the battery on the underside of the battery I should say is uh, you'll see two round things that go left to right the way I'm holding this those are the actual batteries inside this case that, that it's they're built into you can you can feel them so <clears throat> What I have to do now is I take the ratchet and on, I'm going to lay it crossways so that the the end with the rat with the the ratcheting end of it uh, where you put your sockets on is to my left and the back end of the uh, ratchet unit is to my right and. <clears throat> When, as I said, when you get this, <clears throat> the battery is already installed, but right now I, I have it out so that I can explain how to put it in there because, like I said, it is a weird shaped battery. So, <clears throat> when I'm looking at this ratchet, I laid the ratchet, uh, right now I have it straight up, which means the place, the thing that you put the socket on is to my left, and it's sticking up, the shaft is sticking up in the air. And if I bring my hands over, um, slide my hands going from left to right, and slide them on over, it's, it's skinnier at the, um, on the left than it is on the right. And I'll slide my fingers over um, past the metal that is the ratchet part, and then I'll come to the machine itself and um, slide, keep sliding my fingers over, and I'm going to come to a little switch. And that switch is a lock switch. So, you know, if you push it towards the back of the unit, or the back end of the unit, it's locked. So if you push the, if you activate it, it won't run. And, of course, if you push it towards the ratchet, where you put the sockets on, that would be to the left, uh, that would unlock the ratchet. Okay, if I keep bringing my fingers to the right, I'm going to come to a big, long metal handle. Well, I don't know if you want to call it a handle, but what it is is a big, long metal lever. It's about uh, oh, four inches long. And the idea of it is right below or right past that switch when you come to the handle if you press down on the handle that activates the ratchet if you have it unlocked and that's what the big long handle is and it makes it really easy when you're when you're ratcheting uh, you wrap your hand around the uh, the back end of the ratchet and with your fingers on the lever and whenever you go to tighten the bolts you, you put the ratchet on the on the bolt or nut or whatever and then you squeeze that handle down with your fingers and that starts the ratchet now we'll go back to the battery and uh, the battery is really weird shape. Like I said, you have the two round things on the bottom and bottom side of the battery. And then you come up to the top and there's a sort of little ridge that goes around. And just above the ridge, there's another round, um, a 
another round uh, piece that feels like a battery, and it probably is, but you can't tell because it's in a case. Anyway, <clears throat> what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay this ratchet on its side with the the piece that you put your socket onto, or the ratchet end of the machine, is facing away from me, so it's on the side, and and the lever that you squeeze to activate it is also away from me. So I just have a round side of the ratchet facing, uh, facing me. And then I'm gonna take this battery, and if you remember, I said that the the bottom end of the battery has the two round things on the bottom of it. And with this ratchet laying on the side with the lever on your handle or whatever you want to call that thing facing away from you, you turn this battery so that the two round, th round things on the bottom side of the battery are facing you, or in this case, me. And then I'll go to the back end of the, of the ratchet, the right end of the, the ratchet. And you'll see on uh, the side of the ratchet that is facing away from you, there's a sort of a ridge that sticks out. It comes out about an inch. And so what you're going to do is you want to take the end of the battery that has the, the two round things on the end, and you're going to place it into the end of the ratchet with the two round uh, batteries facing, well, in my case, they're facing me. And this battery will slide right into the end of the ratchet. Now push it in, and the battery locks. If I want to take the battery off out of the machine, can put it, you can turn it so that it's straight up like we talked about in the very beginning where the, the uh, thing you put the socket on is facing up and the, and the, the, uh, the lever that you start it with is facing up. And on each side of the battery, on you know, go back over to the back end of, of the ratchet where the battery is in now, and on each side of the battery, there are right where the battery meets the machine when it's when it's pushed in and locked um, on each side of the battery like one well the way it is now the one side is the front and the other side is is the back that's away from me and you squeeze the side of the battery and you pull it out okay so I have it out I'll put it back in lock it and that takes care of the battery. Okay, now um, we have everything together and we charge the, well, I had already charged this. And like I said, when you get it, you have to charge it to make sure that it's got a full charge on it. So I'm gonna go out here to the garage. I have uh, to put some a, a new bolt in my wheelbarrow. <laughs> Um, it, That's what we haul the trash down in is a wheelbarrow. We have put it in trash bags and haul it all down in the wheelbarrow. Right. So I'm going to go out here and... going to get some heater noise. Yeah, I'm going to get a little better noise. Uh, I've got some heat on in the garage because it's 20 degrees outside. So 
what I'm going to do is I have a new bolt, and I'm going to put that bolt through. There's a handle on my wheelbarrow, and the, and the bolt is uh, bent for whatever reason. So I'm going to take that bolt out with my ratchet. So what I'm going to do, out on the end of the ratchet, where you put the sockets on, the, so the opposite side of that ratchet on the end, not the side where you put the socket on, but the opposite, the... If you turn the, the, the ratchet so that the, the um, piece that you put your socket on is facing away from you, then if you look at the side towards you, there's a little lever on the round end of that ratchet that you turn. It turns clockwise or counterclockwise. And what you want, uh, in this case, is counterclockwise. No, I take that back. You're going to turn it clockwise. And then, if you remember that I said when you're looking at the side of the ratchet where the where you put the sockets on, and you come over and you find that little switch that I was talking about, and you flip it or slide it to the left, and that unlocks the ratchet. So... I have the lever turned clockwise, which turn, makes the ratchet, when I squeeze the lever, turn counterclockwise to loosen this old bolt. And it's this is variable speed, so. I've got uh, this bolt and pull it out put in my new bolt and then I've got, I've got the the new bolt pushed through the handle and I'll throw this old bolt away and now I'm going to come back over to my ratchet and take my ratchet and flip that uh, piece on my ratchet counterclockwise and, and, and it stops, which is really nice. So you can tell whether it's in play, if it's turned in the right direction or not, because it'll stop. So I have it clockwise, and I put the bolt into the handle of the wheelbarrow, and I've, I've got a nut that I got to put on it. And just turn it on just so it's partway on so that I can use my ratchet to tighten it up. So I have the, the lever on the round end of the ratchet. I have it turned counterclockwise. Then I'm going to take my, I'm going <clears> to <throat> put my ratchet, I have a, a socket on here. And I'm, I've got the, um, I have one hand on the, the nut that I just screwed on there, and I have the ratchet in my right hand, um, and the lever is facing towards me, and I squeeze, I have the, the switch unlocked, I slid the switch, un that it's unlocked, and I will tighten this bolt. And that takes care of the bolt. And then, of course, as a safety precaution, I will take the switch 
on the ratchet and lock it again. <clears throat> and I have the uh, have the switch locked. Now if I try to push that lever, it won't do anything because I have it locked. And um, so, uh, I guess the bird thinks that's good too. Yes. I'll take the recorder back out of my pocket and lay it down. And uh, I'm back in inside now. It's a little chilly out there even though I do have heat on out there. Yeah, it's cold out there this morning. I think the wind chill is uh, down in the single digits. So I have, I'm going to leave the battery on this unit, but as a reminder to take the battery off, you turn it uh, on its side with the lever that you push to start the ratchet facing away from you, or in my case, me. And then you take, sort of lift it up a little bit and go to the right end of the ratchet and squeeze on the side of the battery where it sort of meets the machine and you pull the battery and the battery comes right out. Put the battery back in there. Then my case has Velcro on this case. It's kind of a neat idea. And so what you do with the object is you take your ratchet, lay it down in the case where these Velcro things are. And the right end has, of the case has a, a, oh, it's like a elastic thing. You put that end in first, the ratchet into that first, and get the Velcro so that it's uh, not stuck together and bring it around. And then you, you uh, put the Velcro on to hold that end of it down. And you do the same thing with the other end. And I have it. And I will lock that into place. Now that thing won't, it won't roll around in the, in the case. Now I, uh, now I have a, a charger. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the charger back in its case because I'm not using it right now. Now I can if I have a spare battery, which I do, um, because I have one from my other tool, and I can put that in on the charger and keep that battery on the charger. Then when, if my battery goes dead in the ratchet, I can just pop it off and pop it in the new battery and, and keep on doing what I'm doing. So the charger is uh, back in its case. And um, I used um, very little power on the battery, so, you know, didn't take much because it was only one bolt. Uh, it can run quite a while. It, it's got a lot of power, this thing does, and like I said, it's variable speed. And when you got that on high speed, when the bolt gets real tight, uh, it'll actually jerk your hand. That's how much power this thing has. So that's how the unit works. I got it in the case. I'm going to zip it back up. And there we go. Now it's <clears throat> zipped up. And it's time now for Chris to give you the information about <clears throat> the product again. This is a Milwaukee M-I-L-W-A-U-K-E-E M12 
12 volt lithium ion cordless 3 8 inch and 1 quarter inch ratchet kit two tool with battery charger and bag its model number is 2457-21-2456-20. Its internet number on Home Depot is 3131-36224. Its price is $289 with free shipping. You can go to homedepot.com, that's H-O-M-E-D-O, I mean D-E-P-O-T, one word, dot com, and you can find it there. There's a link in the uh, podcast notes. Um, You can put Milwaukee Ratchet in the search field, or you could probably just put the model number and it would pull it right up. If you want to call... The National Home Depot number is 800-466-3337. That's 800-466-3337. Now, I should tell you that if you don't want this particular configuration, there are all kinds of Milwaukee ratchets, even this same ratchet, but you might get the uh, three-quarter inch without the... Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Without the, three the reducer. Without the reducer, you might get the 3 8 inch, but you might get it with two batteries if you don't have a battery already. You can also just get the tool only. So be careful when you start to buy and make sure you're getting the configuration that you need. Now, Amazon has some too, but they don't have this particular configuration. They do have the 3 8 inch with two batteries and bag and charger but it did not have the reducer and as I said the reducer was more important to him because he already had a battery so that's an extra battery so that's why we went the route we went so I'm just cautioning you to read carefully well that's how it works it's a great piece of equipment. I I love cordless tools, and I've said that a million times, but I'm stuck on the Milwaukee tools because whenever I buy one of those, I don't have to worry about it. Not saying you could never have a problem with them, but because it's like anything else, something can fail. But uh, they're a well-known name brand, right? I, I have know who know about that stuff. I have uh, <clears throat> I have a power saw, a hand power saw. I have. Um, drills, impact drivers, things like that to do, you know, the work that I do. So, Well, the auto nailer, we bought the, the auto nailer boys we, an auto nailer for Christmas. And um, so we, we've got, uh, I have uh, cordless screwdrivers, uh, all made by Milwaukee, and, and it's just great stuff. So... That's how it works. If you have any questions, you can also you always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. And um, he will try to answer the questions. And if he can't, he will get a hold of us, and we'll make sure you get the answers you need. Or if you have any questions or comments regarding this product during this particular broadcast, you may reach us 
by calling 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. Press pound as instructed. When you're asked for a user ID, enter pound one more time and you will be in the room where you may ask your question or make your comment regarding the Milwaukee Ratchet. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another another exciting exciting demo. Well, there we are, back again. Now, hopefully Jackie will know what a ratchet is. Right. (laughs) Hey, David, do you use that tool to take tires off a car? Is that something different? Um... If the, if it depends on how tight the, the uh, lug nuts are, but normally on a car you use uh, impact driver. That's what I thought. That makes the that make that kind of noise, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> and now Milwaukee makes one of those too. They make a cordless one, and I mean, it's so strong that if you wanted to, you could actually twist a bolt off and break it. Uh, Jeff, did you, you know what a ratchet was? An impact driver, and you get out there and have a flat and don't have one. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Yes. Did you know what a ratchet was? I did, but I I only because my my dad used to use them. But I'm not, I'm not I'm not mechanically inclined, so I leave I leave that work to Dave because he's an expert at this stuff. Makes it easy, so that way you don't have a lot of pressure on your hands and stuff. And well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I understand, Dave. Believe me. Like Jeff, your hands get weak when you get to Jeff's age. That <laughs> 147. Yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, hey, Jeff. He's older than dirt. No, that's Ajax. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, that's stronger than dirt. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> oh, hammer. <Yeah. laughs> thanks a lot, Tim. <laughs> My name is John Henry. That's true. <laughs> I'm going to be playing Steel Driving Man for you here pretty soon. Yeah. John Henry, this steel driving man to to do that but yeah if you have any questions shoot them along and I won't answer the question but Chris and Dave will my dad my dad used to say five dollars a question ten dollars an answer and twenty dollars for the right answer yeah you know your dad was really a really wise person Chris I gotta (laughs) tell you I mean he's pretty I, I wish I knew funny. your parents. It sounds like your parents were pretty cool bringing you up, Chris, because uh, they didn't seem to shelter you from anything. You know, they let you do anything you wanted to do, it seems to me, when I hear you talk about them. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Dave, I probably wasn't listening like I should have been. But how was that a socket you were using? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are they deep well? Like, uh, no, well, well, I, I've got all kinds of different uh, sets of sockets, yeah. deep wells, and okay. but on the on the wheelbarrow, I'm just using a regular regular yeah. socket. Okay. Now you've done all this stuff with tools and stuff. Did you learn this all by yourself, or did you have t- people teach you how to do all this stuff, Dave? Well, my dad was a carpenter all his life. You know, he built houses and things like that. For with he worked for contractors, and of course he had a he built his own house, and he had all these power tools and stuff. And he didn't like me to mess with them, but I would wait till he laughed. 
and then you start. And then I'd get to messing around with them. And then, uh, of course, we had uh, wood shop in in school. We had stuff. a metal shop too. We had a, we had a metal shop, and and Chris is good at this kind of stuff too. Well, some of it. He's yeah. way better at it than you I. had I your can own word shop though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I can do the basics. Could you put a box together? I mean, oh uh, sure, yeah, I could do that. I could miter a joint and stuff like that. I remember us putting a box together and chopping. Used to make those doormats, you know, like you'd see uh, when you go to somebody's house on the front porch or back porch. Or I have make a the one <clears throat> with the pieces of tire. Do you know what, what I that? mean? Oh, on doormats in school, we used to make them where they got cut up pieces of old tires oh i don't know where we oh, got uh, these stuff at square pieces and and you put them on these they had holes punched in them they were all it was like a kit for a doormat <laughs> the, the guys cool. at our school had ways to make money we they didn't really provide the girls we didn't really have a way to make money that was unfortunate you could have made you know, the worst thing that I am I did in school and that one of the classes that we had to take the boys did was caning and I hated caning. Oh, chairs. I didn't like that myself. Yeah, but at least you could make money with it. <laughs> you could, but it wasn't fun. Well, you know that was what blind people were. What, what that was that is what the sight community saw that blind people could do, and they could cane chairs. And at one time, that was an industry industry that made some money for them. Yeah, well, it was. even now. You can't find anybody that can do it if you need it done. Yeah, we used to make baskets. Well, that's like the brooms that blind people used to make. Mom said she always used to like to get the blind people's brooms because they lasted longer because they used that corn straw or something. Yeah. My dad dad used to sell those door-to-door. Door-to-door, sell brooms. And, yeah, uh, Bill, some people did make baskets. Yeah, made baskets and... They weren't Longenberger baskets, though, right? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I'm afraid if I made a basket, it'd probably look like an aircraft carrier or something. <laughs> <laughs> this, the, the, the only thing I ever really did in arts and crafts at school was, was with a luma. I made potholders for my parent, for my mother, or something like that years ago, and I, I hated that stuff. But then I didn't do. I've just rebelled at everything when I was a kid. So I'm, uh, I'm not a, a good basket. arts and crafts person. Now, if you want me to bake something for you, I can do that. Oh yeah. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry, Chris. I have a basket that I made in school, and I also have a footstool that um, that was caning or weaving, I guess. Actually, yeah. it wasn't quite caning. And you still have them for all these years? Yeah. Yep, wow. I do, although the footstool's got some marks from a puppy we had years ago. Yeah. Well, Tim, you know, you're they... pretty good at this stuff, too, aren't you, though? You can make oh, yeah. things. Tim's pretty good at What was Tim... Working on, I can't remember, but you've done all kinds of things, too. Yeah. Sometimes he and Dave get on the phone and compare notes. Yeah. Well, I I know we put up our privacy fence and things like that. And you did it yourself? Yeah, well, with, I mean, Laura and I and a couple of neighborhood kids helped me uh, drilling, or not drilling, but... uh, 
digging the holes for the posts and stuff like that. <laughs> there you yeah, go. That's get where in, you want the help. Get what a good neighborhood kid to do that. <laughs> yeah, I should have had a Jeff would have been Oh, my gosh. You got it, JR. You got it, man. I'll talk. Hey, Bill, you have your hand raised. Why don't you mute yourself? And uh, let us know what yeah. uh, you have to say about this. Okay, I'm here. Now, I was going to say, because uh, you're talking about woodworking, and I had woodworking in, in school, and, we, and I I was also about well, chair caning. I did that. And then I did uh, broom making because uh, what I used to make money at broom making. We used to make brooms, and we'd go door to door in Annapolis there and sell those things. And people used to wait for us to come back to school so they could buy new brooms, or they wouldn't buy from anybody else. I mean, we there was one of the guys that uh, graduated in 56, he's still alive, Jim. We we used to make brooms, and he and uh, Don, Bill knew who I'm talking about, we used to go out and sell those brooms door to door. And we used to make we used to make good money at that. And as far as the tools, uh, Dave, I've got a 200-piece auto mechanic set in my garage that belonged to my uncle because he was chief mechanic for Eckerd's Meatpacking on all their trucks uh, way back in the 30s and the 40s and then into the 50s and i inherited he gave it to my dad and i inherited my dad is in my i've got every kind of socket you can dream of there's no power stuff but torque wrenches and everything else so i mean i've got all that in the garage i don't know what i'm gonna do with it but <laughs> hey, you, down, but you and bill would know what i'm talking about when you go to uh, some of the big box stores and buy a tool box a uh, tool set and it comes with it says 99 pieces and 20 of them are hacksaw blades yeah i'll tell you 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 really have to watch when you buy tool sets because oh yeah right, you, right. you've got to well, do this, some research because you're going to get some junk yeah well this is a full auto mechanic tool set and yep. just talking about uh, changing tires, I used to be able to, I can't anymore, but there used to be one garage that used to complain that if I set the lug nuts on the tires, their pneumatic wrench wouldn't take them off. <laughs> they had to yeah. call me in to loosen them because I mean, I could, my uncle said I was the only guy that could torque beyond torque yep. setting setting lug nuts. Well, that's one of the reasons I like the cordless ratchet because I have a tendency to want to want to over tighten things. I like to make sure they're extremely tight, but sometimes yeah, I'm, I'm the same way now. I always, always <laughs> got to give it that last little yeah. torque, you know. And so, you know, it's, yeah, be careful with some of those cordless screwdrivers too. You can strip your oh, you can strip the head of your screw off if you don't watch it, right? I've done that with them before. Oh, yeah. And you have to get out the tap. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Chris, I'm getting hungry. What's our recipe today? Right. Well, the recipe today is, let me get it situated here, air fryer meatloaf. So, it is one cup of soft breadcrumbs. One quarter cup beef broth, one half cup chopped mushrooms, one half cup shredded carrots, one half cup chopped onions, 
two cloves of minced garlic, two eggs, three tablespoons of ketchup, one tablespoon Dijon or yellow mustard, one tablespoon Worcestershire sauce, one half teaspoon salt, two pounds of lean ground beef. Preheat your air fryer to 390, which on the Cook's Essentials is the default. Place in fryer and cook for 40 to 45 minutes. And it should get to 165, so if you're not sure if it's done and you have an instant read talking thermometer or you can see a large print thermometer, you can take the temperature and make sure it's done and you can put ketchup or barbecue sauce or whatever you want on top oh that sounds good i think the reason for the mushrooms and all that is not just for the flavor but i think the carrots and the mushrooms and so forth help keep it moist in the air fryer i'm not going to say anything because i'm already hungry thinking about now next week i might do a meatloaf for the instant pot Meatloaf I think for we're going to have that. I'm going to try that out before I give it and see if it's good. And if I'm still here, you'll know it's okay. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing that stopped you. I don't imagine kitchen. it would get crispy, though, like in the oven or the Probably air fryer. Not. Probably not. I think I read that if you want it that way, you can stick it under the broiler for about three minutes. I just can't imagine it getting firm in a, in a crock pot. Oh, I've made it in a crock pot. I've not made it in the Instant Pot, but actually it does get firm in the crock pot. So we're going to give the Instant Pot a try and see what happens. All right. Do they have crock pots now? I know I've got one that you slide the thing in and, you know, you take the the pot out and you can wash it or whatever. And it's got a knob and you can turn it four different ways do they have a crock pot with dials or do they have a crock pot that's um maybe run by your iphone is that what a pressure cooker is really i I, believe i have seen wi-fi crock pots by rival i I believe i think cook's essentials has one they may but, I mean, if you're just looking for a plain crock pot that's not a pressure cooker, too. Yeah. Um, a one that's a crock pot that used to have one that you had a knob on it and you could turn it up and down. A lot of them now, still do, but you have to kind of look for them. You have to shop well, ours them. Hasn't, the one we have here has a knob on it. It just goes from low to medium to high instead of... Right, but there's... That's really all you need with a crock pot, though. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need much, but it seems like it takes this so one that's a real crock cook. pot. The one like we used to have was more like a the bottom could be a griddle because it didn't sit. It sat on top of it like oh, a burner instead of yeah. going down in it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And the ones that the crock actually goes down in, I think, cook better because it cooks all the way around instead of just... I think so, too. I like those better, Now, would you prefer cooking a roast in your pressure cooker and then slow cooker, or would you prefer cooking it in the crock pot? 
I would prefer the pressure cooker and the slow cooker. But it depends on the kind of roast it is, too, because sometimes a pressure cooker you need for to get it really, really tender. Yeah, that gets it pretty tender. Um, I will tell you guys, I have never, and I've proven this to Jennifer time and time this week. Right, Jennifer? This little program I've got on my phone called Lookout, I've never, (laughs) I have never, even when the Galaxy barcode reader or whatever, or in quick read mode, I've never, never, and I just did that on the break, never seen anything that will scan better. Never, never, and all for free. I mean, just perfect scanning. I mean, I've ripped Well, when it doesn't seem to matter that much whether the light's on or off. Right. Like, if it's fairly dark, it still will do it. It can automatically turn your light on in your phone. I went through 15 or 20 things through the cabinet and through the things that from the from the grocery store and I was able to sort them out. Bang, bang, bang. Frozen things, you know what I mean? And it was just um, amazing. And if I couldn't read the barcode on some meat or whatever, I could turn on the quick read mode and it would read what was on the package. So, whatever that's all about. But anyway, I'm telling you, if you just had your cheapest... Probably whatever that quick read program is. I mean, that look. Well, it's amazing because you tried the same thing with SuperSense yesterday, and SuperSense was like, um, "Oh, I need more light. Uh, I don't see anything." Or Envision. I tried them all three. So I guess just just a matter of preference, but um, it really is a time saver in the kitchen when you can read any can or whatever, and I don't have to keep struggling with it so very, very, very much to be able to sort those things out. Um, I know I had a package of cookies. I tried SuperSense and I tried um, Envision. Nothing, nothing, nothing would read the barcode. Look at it within five seconds. Just amazed about what they can do if they really want to do. So, yeah, anyway. but they're cookies. You just eat them. Well, the true, but I didn't know what was in the box. <laughs> right, Jeff? Uh, I'm not going to say anything. I always... <laughs> it, it just it just got me easier to eat them, though, Jr. At least I found them. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you get things in the freezer, and you it's hard to tell those boxes. Uh, whatever, but we all keep trying and what ways work for us or don't work. So I guess we're just about out of time here. Tim, you got a big show planned? Oh, yeah. And we got some good songs having to do with what, what we've been talking about. So Very good. Did, did, did you get my memo on the big music update and all that? I'm sure you worked that into that. I probably did, but I haven't checked that mailbox yet. <laughs> oh. uh, well, got to give you a hard time anyway. All right, uh, everyone, Jr. Everyone, and say another to Jr. And I'm going to go here and hit a button, 
And this will be shortly up as a podcast. You can go to com or your podcatcher and type in Wednesday Coffee Club and you can read it. Thank you so make much. Sure you, make sure you use Wednesday Coffee Club too. Right. Wednesday Coffee Club. Right. <clears throat> All right. Have a good one, guys. <clears throat>